0: Peace, everyone. This is Alicia coming to you from Houston, Texas. You are tuned in to the Microdosing Podcast. and I want to thank you so much for being here. We are finalizing and finishing up our last segment of our conversation with Arga Bourgeois, uh, who, who is the owner of Sunshine's Vegetarian Deli and Sunshine's Vegan Restaurant here in Houston, Texas. The vegan restaurant just recently opened in Fifth Ward. Super excited about that. Great location, lots of uh, foot traffic, and it's right in the heart of what I would consider the hood, where it gives people in that um, neighborhood an opportunity to try Uh, healthier foods and really get involved. And I love how people are beginning to be more open to try new things and they're growing gardens and they're participating and they're curious. And so I just commend this family for putting a restaurant in a place where, you know, maybe the average entrepreneur or business owner wouldn't believe that it would thrive in that space But I think that it'll do really well because community is such an intricate part of who this family is. And Imani is over there handling it up as the manager, and she is doing a magnificent job, as I said before previously, and continued blessings to this family as they continue to pour into us and remind us that not only are we here to be healthy, we are here to be well. And we deserve to be well. So this is the last part of the interview. This is part three, and thank you again for being here. Peace and progress. So can you tell us um, what what's up for Sunshine? Like, what does it look like the whole legacy of Sunshine? What does it look like for the future? And like, is that information being passed on to your children or the next generation? I know that you run a business with a full staff, and I know that you have some other wonderful things coming up in the future that you'll share when it's time. But what does that look like for, like, what does sunshines um, look like for in the future? Because now we're in a whole vegan movement, and vegan is definitely more accessible than it's ever been. I do have a couple of hangups with it that you and I have discussed before about like all of the processed foods that people are eating in three to five years or five to seven years. People will be talking about how being vegan ruined their life. And it's only going to be because um, they will have high blood pressure. They will have diabetes because they're not shopping in the produce department. They're shopping in the freezer section and they're eating a lot of processed foods and being vegan and vegetarian the root of that is actually plant-based. And so what does the legacy of Sunshine look like to keep it in the space of where Sunshine originally created it for or what he originally created it for?
1: So um, a couple of things. So one thing, uh, we do have a store now, but one of the things that I'm working hard on um, is... Farming. We have seven acres mm-hmm. of land and our goal is to actually be able to farm more kale and more produce. That's one part mm-hmm. of it. And then the second part of it is I kind of want to take back vegan and vegetarian lifestyle because um, we, Sunshine's is a vegetarian deli. OK, and I say that with a lot of emphasis. Our goal has always been to introduce people to a healthier lifestyle. Right. With that being said, there may be some processed foods, but we have a lot of raw foods, right? do. Yeah, mm-hmm. But my goal is always been that if I meet Bob, right, and mm-hmm. Bob has high blood pressure, yada 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 yada, and we're trying to talk to him about a healthy lifestyle, Bob eats fried chicken three times a week. Okay. Right. So I cannot tell Bob you gotta eat kale three times a day and spinach two times a day. He gonna laugh at me and walk right back out the door. <laughs> Truthfully. And you a transitional right? space. Yeah. You know, I have cousins, uncles, uncles, you know, so forth that are like that. But mm-hmm. if I tell Bob, Bob, listen, come try this Beyond Burger with a kale salad. Mm-hmm. You know, try this instead of the fried chicken one day this week, right? Or the French fries. You or the know. French fries. Try this one day a week. Now, let me say this: Is the Beyond Burger one hundred percent healthy? Absolutely not. Are right. the fries absolutely net healthy? Absolutely not. But what they are, they are introduction to mm-hmm. that that kale. Because Bob's going to eat the mixed kale and be like, oh, this is good. I think I can eat this once or twice a week. And after Bob sees how good he feels once or twice a week, he'll change to doing more stuff three to four times a week, five, six times a week. Let me say this. No way, no how, no intention of mine or my dad is for people to consume highly amounts of processed food. Um, I started in the beginning when I said that our life evolved over giving up things as a process. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with vegan and vegetarian lifestyle. I don't care if you're vegan all day long and you eat potatoes, starches, or whatever. You might as well just roll into Timmy Chan's. Because right. this stuff has no nutritional values. We have to eat the green leafy products. Yeah. Because there are so many aspects to this. And, and I see it and I, I just laughed so much when Burger King started selling that Impossible Whopper. Okay. Right. I said they're setting themselves up for failure. That's one piece of money they should have left on the table. And this is why vegans... Don't want their food prepared on the same stove that you've meat Yeah. The meat on. That's red flag number one. Right. Red flag number two, it's processed. Right. That mess is processed. So when it breaks down in the body, it has no benefits to it. Right. You know, and vegan lifestyle and vegetarian lifestyle has another c- conscious met- method to it, if you will. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, it does. I'm not just fixing you a salad. I'm fixing you this with love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you putting this stuff on a flame grilled, whatever, ain't no love there.
0: That had a bunch of beef and whatever, chicken and all kinds of other things. And so like the marketing behind veganism, you know, oh. they just put a vegan sticker on it, so on and so forth. And then you just roll with it. It's just, you know, I've worked with people who have done the process of raw and then doing cleansing and so on and so forth. And they've seen the results that they've gotten and they felt really good. And now some of those people are just over processed in their diet. And you're right. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with having processed foods, but as with anything in life, in life, you have to do it in moderation. Like what's the compliment to what the processed food that you're eating um and it is plant based, but it's being it's processed plant based, so it can only do you so much good. But I've seen these people go back and forth, and now they're in a space where they don't feel good. They they're eating a lot of processed food, and now there's an addiction because there's so much sugar and salt in the processed food because that's how it has to be preserved. So they're having trouble letting go of sugar and letting go of of um you know, the alternative dairies and all of that, because they've gotten so far away from where they began. And you could see it in in how they look physically, like they just don't feel well. And so they'll have to strip their bodies down again and begin over. And yes, the body will always give you a second chance. But even in giving you that second chance, it's not as easy as the first time. Correct. It's twice as hard. It's twice as hard. Because mm-hmm. if you know, like just trying to shed five pounds sometimes is like, what in the world is happening? Like, why won't this go away? And you have to really look at the intricacies of your health is like, it could be your liver. You may need to be doing a liver flush. You may need to go on a cleanse where there is no salt or no sugar. You may need to really be strict about like how you're feeling emotionally. What are you craving in your emotions? So, um, that is a big part of what happens, um, in the vegan world that I'm starting to see. And I just, I'm, I'm grateful that you are consciously bringing, like how you say, taking vegan and vegetarian back because we cannot forget the foundation of all of this is for you to be healthy. And as the industry, becomes a fanatic about being vegan because they see where people are spending their money um, and they're about dollars, we have to be mindful that you're, if you do that, you're walking back into the machine that you left. Mm-hmm. And that machine, you can't beat it. You cannot beat the machine. And you will be at the doctor and they'll be telling you that you have high blood pressure And they're going to say, how could this, you're going to say, how could this be? Because I'm vegan. And then they'll start telling you of all the data that they have, why being vegan is not the way to go. Mm -hmm. And they will win that war because then you will come out of the office because you're going to say, my doctor said, and they're going to win that war because they're going to say being vegan is not good for you. And that's just not true. It is. Your choice of vegan foods may not be the best for you.
1: Correct, and and I know this is petty, and I I get I start acting like my dad on a lot of stuff. I hear this so many times. What do you fry the French fries in? And my response is, it don't matter. It's fried. Right. It's fried. fried right. right. Period. Don't don't. Don't act. I mean, and I know some people are saying, well, what is the caloric? Anti-? It doesn't matter. Yes, because you know. all your body sees when you put in it is oil. Mm-hmm. And it's going to clog it up. So you cannot eat. You can't, oil. right? You can't eat that stuff. And I know some places say, oh, you should do this. You should. This. Some of that stuff you need to do at home. And and I know a lot of people say that, oh, well, we want to eat out. That's a whole nother thought pattern about being vegan and vegetarian. It is. Society has a setup that you want to go out and have places to prepare your body's food for right. you. That's you don't know matter.
0: who's cooking it. That's you your know body. what they're doing in the kitchen.
1: Right. And that's your body. And and I and I say this because I look at this, and this might be hilarious, but my mom used to cook. When she would cook, she would cook food for four four different meals for everybody in the house. And I'd be like, that is crazy. Why is she fixing? Because this person don't eat okra. This person don't eat this. this she would cook four different mm-hmm. meals. Don't cook, no problem. And I'd be like, I ain't never doing that. Whatever I cook <laughs> is what I cook. But do you know what I, I do that. now? I cook three different meals. At my house because I cook something for my dad because he doesn't do any oils and so forth. Then I'll cook something for myself. What me and my dad's stuff are similar, but I still will do some oil. So maybe I still might stir fry something, right? Mm-hmm. Then i cook something for my daughter who has a uh, sodium, um, what do you call it? She doesn't need Yeah, she doesn't need any sodium. So I can cook the same food, but I cannot use any liquid aminos. I cannot use any coconut oil. I cannot Mm -hmm. use anything with sodium in it. So that's three different dishes. And then I cook some for my husband because I'm embarrassed to say my husband don't eat that many vegetables. So I have to mix his stuff up with something else. (laughs) I'm doing this because they all have different nutritional Needs so yeah. when you go out to eat and you have all these di- nutritional needs, these places cannot satisfy it. But you can right. satisfy that at home. Yeah. So part of being healthy and part of being vegan and vegetarian, you we have to get back in the kitchen. And especially yeah. mm-hmm. black women, we are educated, we work more, and we're tired and whatever and so forth. And I get that, but when your children are sick. When you're sick, they don't say, "Oh, her husband should have been giving them children vitamins." You know what they say? Mm -hmm. She is old, lazy, helpful. She should have been cooking for them kids (laughs) and (laughs) vitamins. Ain't that what they say? Yeah. We set the precedence of how our healthy, how healthy our family is, how we eat, and so forth. So Sunday dinner is not just to get fat and full. It's made from love. Right.
0: And it's there to nurture you. It's oh, there to take care of you. And it's there to also teach you that okay. this is the proper way to eat. If you want to have longevity in your life, and that's what's really important is securing that longevity, because if you have longevity, then you the work that you came here to do, you'll be able to do it with integrity and grace, and you'll be able to do it feeling well. And I that you know in all of this, I also think it's important to say that we're not just here living; we're here to have an impact on each other um, for community and for humanity on a global scale. Mm-hmm. And we have to start being more conscious about what it is that we want to leave regarding our legacy and our contribution. So in bringing that up. Um, and as we wrap up this time, um what do you need your legacy to be when you're gone?
1: Wow, so my 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 legacy I'm still working on that, but one of the things because it shifted because of uh what I thought my legacy was gonna be it is changed mm-hmm. what I want my legacy to be is more um getting the family unit back together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even if it's through food or through the social gathering, getting the family unit back together, because we've gotten to the point, and the family unit isn't necessarily your mom, your dad, your sisters and brothers. It, it's your mom, your dad and the girl who lives down the street, but she never had a mom or a dad. But you mm-hmm. called her your cousin because you knew her mom wasn't cooking food and right. you knew her mom had a substance abuse and you knew this child needed something to eat. Right. That, that's a family. And, and, and I'm saying that as a joke because there are a lot of people that I know that I considered my cousins and so forth. But they really weren't my cousins. It was my grandmother knew that their family had a missing link. So she mm-hmm. took them under her wing so that that person could be better. And I think that if we if I can show people how to bring that family nucleus back together, we somehow some way can come together to make society better. um, through what we're doing positively. Um, And and I know a good way of that is through food. And um, I try really hard on Saturday nights and on Sundays. um, Saturday nights, I try to cook and try to get my daughter to, to, to cook with me. But not only am I cooking, I'm meal prepping for the week because one of the things that I realized with me and my lifestyle, one of the things I realized with me and my lifestyle is I'm so busy. I used to be, excuse me, let me say that. I'm so busy trying to make everybody else happy and create everybody else happiness. I forget to eat and drink water for myself.
0: Absolutely.
1: So on Saturday nights and on Sundays, I'm cooking For my family, but I'm putting food in containers for the week or for at least for three days. Because what I find is when I come home, I'm too tired to start from scratch. It's
0: exhausting, yeah.
1: Exhausting. But if I could pull out a bowl of something and eat it, that's way better than me going to bed eating that bread. That my daddy talking a crazy (laughs) me. You know what I'm saying? It's so much better. So it starts with the little things, and I. Yes. And then I noticed that, you know, my daughter, me and her get the bond. Now, when you talk about that magic, now I can, I be cooking and I know my food is good. Do you know what my daughter say? Mm-hmm. I'm not eating that. that. I'm not eating that. My dad would go in the kitchen and cook something and she eats Terrible. it mm-hmm. uh, You know, and so that magic, I see it every day and I just giggle and I laugh because I'm so grateful that he's here.
0: Yes. Yes, we are grateful. Well, Arga, thank you so much for taking out this time because I know you have a million things on your agenda to do. And um, just thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story and sharing your father with us. And I really believe that um, the impact of our conversation will help so many people and just keep doing what you're doing. Be encouraged because I know it's not easy. You make it look really easy. I watch you plug into people even when you don't have to. You have five different people asking you different questions all at once and and you're able to balance and handle it all. And I just want to say from the vegan community myself, of being a person that has transitioned other vegans and introduced them to you. We are grateful and we are thankful for the work that you do
1: in our community. Oh, you're so sweet. And thank you so much for, you know, continuously uplifting me because, you know, you say I make it easy, but there's, there have been numerous times, have wanted to lay it down and be done with it. But, you know, it's people like you that make me remember that I'm not doing this for me. Um, you depend on me. So many other people depend on me. And um, that has helped me um, do better in my own um, work, in my own challenge, my own lifestyle. So um, the love is appreciated both ways. And um, you continue doing great things and fix me some pate and hummus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's funny that you do all this cooking, but I just want to let y'all know, Alicia's um, raw almond pate, it goes hard because even Arga loves it. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and I say this, and you know, you're a product of my dad's classes um, to the food and, and, and so forth. But, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing uh, when you can eat somebody else's food that's prepared with love. Because so many times uh, you're making your own food and you eat it so much, you don't appreciate it and you don't yeah. want it. And I'm, I'm sure you say the same thing. Yeah, I'm over. It. I'm you over. You still it. get kale and you still come get pate. and you eat mine. And I'm yeah, like, absolutely. I don't eat? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So thank you so much, and you have an amazing day, and enjoy your life, and kisses to mommy.
0: All right, thank you so much. Kisses to sunshine, and we will see each other soon. Peace, peace everyone. Um, thank you for staying for the duration of this interview. And as I was listening to it, um, you know, it kind of felt emotional because Sunshine did just recently transition and we're talking about our parents, um, in, as if they're here, um, Arga's mother in during this interview had recently passed away. It hadn't been that long. And then um, her father passing away just recently and during this interview, him being alive and just coming to the realization of what all of that entails and means in terms of wellness. And one of the things that I've learned up until this point in the interview, I talk about longevity, but coming um, across this kind of path that I'm in now I realized that eating healthy and being well is not always about longevity. It's also just about improving your quality of life. It's about, you know, maximizing the time that you do have here because you really don't know how much time you have left. And that when it is time for you to transition and cross over, that you don't spend time suffering, that you're not, months and years into agonizing and suffering and just falling apart that when it is time you just go on and head home so that has been um kind of like a aha moment as i listen back to this interview and and it's really good that you know this information is here because we do have um an interview with Sunshine. And he was he was very open and very happy actually to to do the interview. And he didn't have to do that. And Arga did not have to do this. She's extremely busy. And so again, I know that I probably have said thank you so many times, but truly I am grateful to be able to do what I do as a holistic practitioner and a healer and an end-of-life doula and a Reiki therapist and a podcast engineer and sharing vital information that I think is important. And that, you know, I'm always praying that it, it um, gets in the right hands and people can get what they need from it. And that's what microdosing is. It's about giving you little bits of the information so that you can carry it with you throughout your day and the days to come. So, this season in particular was about the business of our organs, our kidneys, our liver, spleen, so on and so forth, and how our emotions are tied to those things. And interviewing Arga for this season in particular was the perfect match for the topics in this podcast because she understands the emotional aspects of of why we do things in our dieting. And she, like myself, you know, we have to tap into ourselves. We have to tap into our emotions and see why we're doing some of the things that we're do- doing and why our consumption is the way that it is. And with the recent recent passing of her father, I know that, you know, she has taken another shift. And, you know, my request is that you just send her healing vibrations and you send her love and that, you know, when you're in the store you can give her some space and maybe just um, not bombard her and like ask so many questions and just remember that she is also a human being and she is also grieving the loss now of both of her parents. And it may not always be easy for her to be available right now, but you have all the resources, the employees in the store can help you. There are books There are supplements with labels and things like that on it. So make sure that you take control of your health. And um, when you're in the store, just, um, you know, really giving grace, I guess is what I'm saying, because running now to restaurants is Mm -hmm. not easy. And I know in the past, you know, there's been some discrepancies about what's vegan and what's not. But Sunshine's is a vegetarian deli and it's a transitional space. And we have to remember that. And any person who has gotten something that wasn't in alignment with their diet, I assure you that it wasn't done intentionally. So also just asking, you know, that we be patient and we give each other, we hold each other's space um, the way that we would want people to hold space for us, I think is really important. So as they um, are, are just proving to us that it gets bigger and better, you have time, visit Sunshine's Vegan Restaurant in Fifth Ward and also pop in to Sunshine's Vegetarian Deli on OST. Um, I look forward to the next season of the Microdosing Podcast. And until we speak again, peace and progress.